You're listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast episode 50. On today's episode, Bunny Ooze and Flocko Louie join the show to discuss July in Soju Talk music. So sit back and chill with friends. You're listening to the after show with the Soju Talk Nation. to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, a chill discussion on this month in the Soju Talk Nation. We're recording on Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. I'm your host, Crispy, and joining me this month are two brand new guests, um, at least brand new guests together for the after show. Uh, the first guest is a, a very world-renowned anime convention expert. Um, someone who dabbles in cosplay, someone who's just very well known, who has her own avatar on the internet. If you're watching the YouTube version, you can see this amazing piece of animation. The one and only Bunny Ooze, welcome to the show. I'm never going to live up to this hype. <laughs> but hi, no, I'm really glad to be back. It's going to be a lot of fun again. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a very well-warranted hype, let's put it that way. You are an incredible person. Um, and um, uh, the second guest we have is um, also an incredible person. He uh, is a very big Itzy fan. So I imagine we're going to be talking about a lot of Itzy today. Um, I told him to bring some alcohol. He doesn't have any this week. Um, it's okay. We're all alcoholics. Don't worry. We're, you're very welcome here. Um, next time we will have Soju. The one and only Flocka Louie joins the show. Welcome to the show, sir. Yo, it's me. And I actually am sipping on a Smirnoff to replace it, but Soju is usually the move. <laughs> usually the move. It's okay. We have a replacement. You know, the Smirnoff will do for now. Um, you know, as long as we get a little bit of buzz, a little bit of chaos, um, I think it's going to be totally fine. We're totally going to be fine talking about all of these 50 songs for the month of July, I'm sure. All right. Um, well, welcome to the show. So this is our monthly after show recap of this month in Soju Talk Music. July was wild. Um, there were so many songs. Uh, I... I, I could not really pick which ones were my favorite. It, it, so, kind of a spoiler, not really a spoiler. VVZ came out this month. They were not covered on the show. That would have been my top song. I'm not going to talk about it because we can't, you know? Well, not, not that we can't, but just it's just not an option. But, yeah, just it, it, it's wild. Um, uh, Real quick before we go over the rules, Bunny, how are you feeling about just the volume of the songs for this month? I think... <laughs> This is going to be a little controversial. I was able to pick my favorites very easily this month. Because, <laughs> because well, I'm a Nyan stan, so I'm still kind of riding the pop high from last, from June. So anything that was going to be my favorite had to top that for me. So it, it was actually a very easy decision for me. <laughs> you know, you know what you like? You know, you you're um you, you've got you've got your favorite person, Nyan, who just had some music, so I can understand the hangover is still very present. Someone who might be hungover tomorrow, Louie. Um, how are you feeling about all the songs in July? Well, I'm just happy that I got to manifest what I said when I was on this street uh, last time. That I wish everyone got their little summer 
song and oh, everyone was dropping something and I'm very happy to see that. Literally everyone. It felt like everyone from different eras, from different styles in K-pop, from different genres, um, but all kind of in celebration of K-pop. Um, the, the one big notice I will say is that uh, it's very girl group, female soloist heavy. But to be fair, April and May were very boy group heavy. So I think we're good with like a little bit of an extra June, July, you know, women representation. Um, I definitely am. So thank you very much. Uh, K-pop. Yes, K-pop is just one entity. Yes, it's a monolith. Hi. Um, uh, but let's go over some rules. So um, our top three songs, our favorite songs of the month. Um, we'll be going from three to one, listing them in order. And these songs are covered, were covered on the main show. So shout out to Doug, Warren, and Anita. Um, shout out to episode 200, just came out today. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later in, the, in our closing thoughts. But yeah, big, 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 big day for them. Big, uh, big moment. Um, and then if there are any overlaps, we've got some alternates. I, I hope I can use some of my alternates. I have about like seven songs I'd like to talk about, but we'll figure it out. Um, the, the order wasn't really random. I kind of just chose it. So uh, we're going to have Bunny start us off. Bunny, um, what is your number three song of July uh -huh. in Soja Talk Music? <laughs> my number three song was uh, Stacy's Beautiful Monster. I like really liked this song and I was kind of sad that <laughs> that uh they weren't vibing with it as much on Soju Talk. I was like, no <laughs> Yeah, that's well let's kinda of backtrack with Stacey, right? So they have had an incredible start to their career, right? From mm -hmm. uh So Bad, ASAP, Stereotype, Run to You, um all amazing songs, songs, songs that I love very much. Songs that have put them in my top one or two favorite girl groups. Um, Beautiful Monster. I, I think I kind of convinced myself to love it more than I probably... Well, maybe not more than I probably should, but, but I really just wanted to love this song. And there are a lot of great redeeming qualities of the song, right? Um, the crew... I think the crew is generally mixed, but also generally positive. Just saying that relative to the other Stacey songs that came out so far, not, not their favorite. But I still think really good and high quality. Uh, Louis, where where are you at with uh, with Stacy being the number three song for uh, for Bunny? Uh, I personally, I am a ginormous Stacy, but I have to. Oh, I did tune in for uh, so one ninety nine where they talked about it. I'm pretty sure, and when they talked about it, it did make me sad that it was kind of low. But at the same exact time, I kind of agree that it's like on the lower end of Stacy songs because Run to You was great and i don't know it's really hard to make the song that like can keep on being top you know top 50 percent you know and i feel like beautiful monster is definitely on my lower ac songs but number three is a good spot there were some things warren said about um beautiful monster that really stood out to me with regards to the way that the song was put together, it's not doing like the typical K-pop things. It's actually doing kind of a nice blend of summary songs. Um, I talked about this with KME, K-Music Area Day. Uh, I think it was last week, actually. Um, that this feels like retro throwback of 2000s, 2010s, 
right? Uh, and I, by that, I mean, this is kind of the EDM phase of what was really popular in that time. So he brought up Calvin Harris. Uh, Bunny, how are you feeling about kind of that comparison and this doing a few different things within K-pop, um, but kind of drawing from inspiration from the 2010s, what was popular in EDM at the time? Um, I like definitely see like a lot of the 2010s. The reason why like it drew to me is because it's like one of those songs that I like scream sing in the car. I just think it's like, <laughs> and I now I'm looking back at it, a lot of my other like songs in that category are like you know kelly clarkson like other like 2010s type of things so it it makes sense that that it's in that category i hadn't even like thought about breaking it down into like where it fit genre wise (laughs) i can imagine you just singing your head off during the chorus with yoon not well and shein oh no right not well extravagantly excellently um what are the other words that i can use i don't know because it would just sound so amazing um louis is this a song you're singing off the top of your head just you know in a car or do you have other um things that you kind of agreed with with regards to the crew specifically kind of anita um kind of being a little down on the song um what were your thoughts and feelings when she was the one that was a little bit of the uh, the contrast to doug and warren i actually like I don't, I don't know. I I uh, I agree more with Warren mainly because "Run to You" is the type of song that I would play in my car. You know, "Beautiful Monster" was it's a good chill song. You know, I, I'd play it. I'm not screaming at the top of my lungs, but it's just I don't know the way they set up "Run to You" with the pre-chorus and the chorus, and then just how the beat was was just great. And comparing it to 2010s is is a really good comparison, but. It just still like lower on the list for me. Yeah, I think definitely lower on Stacy's overall um, discography. But I did like the the approach that Warren was taking. That he just wanted to talk about the song on its own, right? Um, and there was a lot of unique moments to um, different elements of the song. I mean, you have Guitar Girl CN, right, which is kind of cool. Um, and the chorus is a little dramatic. I will say that's one of the parts that hasn't stuck with me over the past week and a half of listening to the song. Um, but I think just overall, just Stacy, them as a group and their vocals being so characteristically distinct, um, really just makes this very enjoyable for me. So, um, it definitely is in my top three, but, um, I will select something else when it is my turn. Uh, all right, Louis, um, what is your number three song for July? My number three song, Heartburn by Sunmin. <laughs> I am so happy you picked this one. Um, <laughs> g- give me give me your thoughts. How does this one make you feel? This one puts you in a, an emotional like mood, right? Something that's um, kind of like the dog days of summer, even though it came out in the beginning of July. Um, end, of ju- end of June, actually. But covered on the show in July. Um, well, how did this one make you feel? I mean, it suddenly just all the emotion in the world um, and kind of a cool story in the music video. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It was one of those like sleeper hits for me because I feel like it came out around the same time um, popped it and not gonna lie, I kind of threw it on the rug for a little bit. I'm like, you know what? Like it came out when all these other songs came out and I'm just like, you know what? Sunday's good, I have heard before, right? And then, then, like, I actually, like, listened to it. I'm like, wow. It, it, just shook me. it just shook me where it's like, okay, this is, this is really good. This is 
different than all the other songs. Like, you can definitely take this song and put it in its own category compared to, like, all the other songs this month. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah, no, this song ages really well, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it came out a little bit earlier in the month, but I, I go back to it. I'm just like, this is... This is incredible. I think after like the initial release and the hype and even like the promotional period for Sunmi, after that's all died down, coming back to the song, the music video and her stages, it's kind of magical, right? Uh, Bunny, what are your thoughts about Sunmi kind of being uh, a woman lost in time, um, you know, falling in love and, you know, having different heartbreaks at different moments in time? Um, well, this song was actually on my, on my ranking. So I'm really excited that it's getting talked about because I like really some of my favorite summer songs are a little bit more toned down like this one is where you get to like focus a lot on like on storytelling in the music video and two um like the vocals and like a theme so that was really amazing i think her promotions for it uh she did like tons of collaborations <laughs> on like tiktok it was just really fun <laughs> to get to watch yeah, it really showed you the kind of the the reach that Sunmi has across different generations of, of people in Korea, different uh, idols, right? Um, all of her friends that she kind of grew up with from Wonder Girls 2007, I think is what they mentioned on the show, 2008. And now she's just hanging out with all the youngins, just like, you know, it's not even a thing because they all love her, love her music. Um, what, what really struck me about this song, kind of listening to it again this week, is that I, I couldn't place... The genre of the song i know they initially talked about it as kind of a country song today i finally landed on it and it hits in the late 80s early 90s soft rock so thinking like the police sting um some elements of california dreaming um if, if you know that really old song and i was just like yeah i think she found a way to kind of take retro from that era that nobody's really i, I feel like there's just so many like different like hidden gems of retro between the 80s and 90s that people are still uncovering um this song definitely does that because i do think the initial feeling is country but sitting with the song for a little bit longer the course of a month and really trying to feel out like where i've heard this before it really takes me to that soft rock kind of melodic pop music um of the late 80s early 90s so yeah no i just love this one very much all right, um, my number three song. I've struggled with this, guys. I just I don't really know where to go with this. So, um, let's. All right, I'm gonna be a hipster and say, well, it's not really a hipster take. No, let's do this. I'm gonna do Cosmic Girls last sequence. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pick the Space Girls because I fell in love with them on Queendom. Um, this is the year that I kind of went into a lot of um, girl groups that came out over the last five or six years um, to kind of see their discography, their wide discography. Um, Cosmic Girls has a lot of songs, a lot of albums, and kind of learning about their character and connecting with them through that show has really made this release just more impactful for me. Um, Louis, what did you think about Cosmic Girls? Um, you know. Being underwater, kind of, you know, sequence, a lot of sequins, um, and this very runway house, deep house track sounding song. It was really good, actually, and it was actually on my top three <laughs> for a little bit until, like, I, you know, I kept on going and really ranking the songs. I was like, oh, I actually really didn't want to take it out of my top three. And then I was like, uh, I have to. So, but it was great, though. It was, um, 
it was a good drop. I really like music with really good drop. And the singing was just phenomenal. And they have a lot of songs. Um, so many of their members are talented. Like, there's a bunch of solos that they them did that I was also looking to. But uh, in general, great song. Just, oh my god! Yeah, I, I, this is so good. Yeah, no, there there is something kind of magical about them coming back together. Um, kind of slowly coming back together throughout the year. Um, I know um, Bona wasn't um, part of the first few like first like third of of, of Queendom two, um, and then Doan wasn't there at all, and then just them all coming together and just. Um, kind of showing that they are a different side of K-pop because I think this concept, uh, this sound specifically like Deep House, was very popular at a certain point in K-pop. But I think there's just so much variety right now that because they are the only ones doing it, it just feels very fresh. Um, Bunny, what are your thoughts about kind of the the crew's feelings about this one? A little bit mixed. Um, they did like the visual aspects of of this release, but there were some elements about the singing that they were. Uh, debating um was there was there anything like that uh, that was a hang-up for you for this song <laughs> um i didn't really find myself disagreeing a whole lot um just because <laughs> i personally wasn't the biggest fan of this comeback i think it's like a good song it just wasn't like a standout and it came out around the same time as another like queendom comeback <laughs> um that i liked a lot better um, so I think I kind of got brushed under the rug, but I do agree. The visuals, like, the impact of that was great, and I think that you can't, I think one of the strongest things in K-pop you could do is have a good concept and a good visual to work off of, so. At least they, yeah, they won on that part, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's some, some overlapping uh, visual concepts and visual themes throughout the month, right? I mean, you do have a uh, very runway model-esque, just like gorgeous human beings, but also they're underwater. There was another artist that was underwater this month. Um, and then you did have the, the Queendom 2 overlap um, with four groups over the past, what, four weeks, I would say? So, you know, shout out to all of them, all their friends just hanging out on the, everyone's TikTok um, but I just think it's just great to see, and I, I love Exy. So hello, hi Exy. You 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 did you did great, you did great. Um, that brings us back to the top. Um, Bunny, what is your number two track of July? So I'm gonna have to pull it on my alternate my alternates for it. Um, I'll I'll go with Sneakers by Itzy. Um, I feel like you just stole with Louis. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he's still heartburn from me. So, <laughs> um, but I I'm a huge fan of like just about anything that Itzy puts out. And for me, sneakers was kind of a return to like the icy era, like that kind of sound, which is like probably my second favorite Itzy song of all time. So I was very like I was probably one of the only people that was like yes. I'm so excited for this. I don't care if they're not doing a regal theme. Um, and I I loved every bit of the music video when it dropped and I just did the girls shine, so All right, Louie. So you you guys traded songs. Um uh, <laughs> you are a huge Itzy fan. How how does it feel having them back? Um middle of summertime. Um a, a lot of summertime music 
just genre wise but then them kind of returning the form is how doug put it and doing the itsy genre um right here in the thick of things um what are your thoughts and feelings of itsy coming back with sneakers uh my thoughts and feelings was i was actually really confused with uh, as soon as they came out with uh, the world tour stuff that we saw uh with the checkmate little era thing i expected something completely different before they dropped sneakers and when they dropped sneakers, I actually, like, I didn't actually vibe with it that much. It, 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 was a, it was a breath of fresh air compared to, like, what they did, what they usually do anyway. But it was completely different from what I thought it was going to be. It was, like, the whole tech thing. They, brought, they, put, they posted a bunch of teasers, and it was a completely different vibe than sneakers. Yeah. It's, still an, it's still a pretty... All right, song personally, but um, the re- their B sides weren't that bad. Their, their B sides weren't that bad, but it was just super. I don't know. It just caught me off guard. I can say. <laughs> yeah, I will say the promotions leading up to it, the uh, the teasers, very different feel, right? Because um, you know you get the checkmate, the checkboard, the chessboard. So um, I, I think it did play into the regal aspect of the music video, but the sound. Very different. Um, I really like the song as well. It, it does have just a lot of the characteristic itsy quirks of everything. Um, I had that said this on um, our itsy checkmate review that this is a plus one to swipe in the last album. Um, two very similar songs. I put them back to back on a playlist and they just sound so well going together. And I think this is kind of the direction, kind of rediscovering um, that old itsy sound. Um, being different, being odd, being quirky. Um, Dancing like crazy, great choreography that's just like very full of energy and um, character. Um, but then, you know, doing things that are just very familiar. And I think this is a good step in returning to that familiar with Itzy. So hopefully they get um, another one, hopefully this year. I mean, we're halfway through the year, so maybe they don't. Um, but they start off at least 2023 headed in this direction. So I'm just excited for them to come back. All right, um, Louis, what is your number two song for July? My number two song is Sparkling by Chungha. I really like the song. It was one of those songs that, again, caught me off guard and just, I heard the pre-chorus and everything. And then I was just driving in my car. And then as soon as the main chorus dropped, I just, like, my hand just automatically missed the volume and just like, turned it all the way. And I'm just like, this is it. This is the number two song. <laughs> it was great. I love this song. This is my number one song over the month. Um, so I will have to have an alternate now. Um, no, <laughs> I, I loved everything about this song. Um, the, the crew did a great job kind of celebrating and explaining in small doses kind of the career trajectory of Chang'e, right? I mean, they talked about her from Produce. Uh, they talked about her first couple of releases. I specifically wanted to talk about um, the first two songs that made her really popular and that was um that was roller coaster and i just want to love you um i think that's the title of that one two songs that sound very similar to this right um if you go kind of go back into her discography this is what she was originally very famous for uh, a bright summer high energy song those songs were more edm this is doing retro but i love the fact that warren detailed that he, they're taking retro tropes but doing something a little bit different very very subtly different right and i think all of that kind of rests on her vocal ability and the fact that she does it so cleanly 
and you don't notice how good she is all while like as a performer is just absolutely killing it um bunny um where, where's chunga for you did, did this get swiped <laughs> as well no i so <laughs> it just isn't it isn't top three for me but it's it's one of those songs that when it comes on the playlist i'm like definitely happy it's there <laughs> i just don't cue it up very often but it's one of those i i love chungha because she started off like being known as like a dancer and obviously she's still an amazing dancer but i think like a lot of her more recent debut like comebacks have been really showing off that like she's a dancer but she's also like a really great vocalist which it's nice to get to see them highlight um some other abilities and she's still killing the choreography so yeah um great dancer effortless i think there's just a lot of effortless moments in the way she dances and the way that she captures a lot of um like very quirk i don't even know if it's quirky but just like very uh, like passionate representations of like the song right or interpretations of the song right whether it's dancing to the lyrics or like doing the subtle like look away and then looking directly at the camera with like a smirk at certain elements it's just like man it's like she she knows exactly how the music's playing out and how to express it which is like so much i don't even know like just passion it's like i, I don't want to get to she, like it's not alluring in a sense but it's like so matching of what the song is trying to say right it's just yeah i, I she's great wow um my brain just stopped um i do want to shout out a couple songs on the album i think it's part one uh, of an album it's i think it's going to be an amazing album um i really loved california i think it's california dreaming actually which funny enough we just we just talked about uh, a version of that song um that song she played at waterbomb um she kind of previewed it before even this song came out and yeah, that song is great. Please check it out. Uh, and the other song that I really liked on the album was uh, Love Me Out Loud. So two great songs to kind of give a little bit more of Chunga um, with a little bit more range in her singing. All right. Um, I guess that's me, my number two song. Do I do, I do it now? Nah, it's okay. I'll, I'll take the hipster choice, I guess. And I'll do Haze with Undo. Um, I am a sucker for retro songs. I'm a sucker for haze and coffee shop music. Uh, I listen to her music like all the time. Um, I probably should only be listening to her during like fall and winter because like that's the time of the year where it's gloomy and cloudy and like less sun. But the way that this song works for her voice, it was just like, oh, so she's doing retro. She's doing all the neon in the music video and she's kind of doing it with a certain level of energy that's up. A little bit more than what she's typically known for and i kind of love the fact that she and sunmi came out at the same time where it's like a really nice blend one two of songs that you can kind of put together on a playlist uh bunny what are your thoughts on haze and undo i think when it came out like because it, it was really early in the month it like made it made my chart like <laughs> i think she was like i think it was number three and i do really still like the song I just think there's so many strong contenders. But the thing, I'm still a sucker for retro. Like, <laughs> I I don't care how many years it becomes, it's a trope in K-pop. Someone's going to drop, like, neon colors and, like, a retro sound, and I'm just going to eat it up. Because it just hits a sweet spot. And I think that there's, like, no doubt that Haze fits 
her vocals fit really well in that style. So yeah, absolutely love her tone. Um, it's very characteristic haze, like kind of airiness to it, um, with mm-hmm. a little bit more with a lot of like sad emotion in a song that if you just listen to instrumental, it's a very like high energy, like retro song. Um, Louis, uh, what are your thoughts about, you know, kind of being sad in the eighties and kind of enjoying all the neon lights and driving through the streets, uh, the haze goes through in this music video. The fact that you just took my number one, actually, (laughs) I personally love her. Uh, she is probably, probably my top soloist next to BB probably. Let's go. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and let me tell you, when she dropped this album, I got the little Spotify notification, and I was to the entire thing. And I caught myself like listening to the entire thing again and again. And then when you brought up the um, uh, the seasons that you could listen to her, don't forget about Autumn. Literally a song, Autumn. <laughs> but I absolutely love her. I feel like she deserves all the music show wins. This album was amazing. I don't know. Um, I'm usually into like super high energy type music videos or like uh, just songs like uh, pop is amazing, but I don't know. It's just something about how Heise does it that just makes me put her on top of everything. Uh, it just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has an artistic direction um, that... And they mentioned this on the show that P Nation, for some reason, knows how to do for her, um, where kind of the other artists at P Nation, a little all over the place, a little chaotic, um, maybe intentionally, which is how chaotic uh, Hyuna and Dawn have been. Uh, But Hayes, I think they they definitely have found the lane um, for her music and kind of allowed her to kind of express herself in a little bit more of a wider audience way, because her music very coffee shop very popular for that part of korea and i, I know it's, it's very popular in general but i think for stuff like for us i mean we just kind of love like this retro and i love that she can flex that for uh for for the song um also shout out to the coloring in this music video um they do a lot of n- nice balancing between hot and warm colors um between the uh, the neon and putting her in different locations where she is kind of in the shadow and then um kind of like contrasted with her being in the convenience store where it's incredibly bright but like hers kind of being in the central focus of, of all the emotions. So yeah, no, just he's number two and you're number one. So you are a hipster too. Nice job, sir. A little bit. <laughs> all right. Uh, brings us back to the top bunny. You have your number one song for the month of July. Yeah. What is your number one I'm, song? I think I'm going to pull the trigger and say new jeans. <laughs> Specifically for me, it's hype boy, but that's because the music video, the concept of having like four different videos. I know that the crew wasn't as into it, but I thought it was genius because I sat there and I listened to all four in a row. And then I was like, wait, I have to watch that one and catch details. And it made me love it because I had listened to it so many times in a row that it was like in my head <laughs> at that point. Um, you did it. You pulled the trigger. So we decided this ahead of time that we were going to cover New Jeans as a release, as a whole release, and that we were going to pick our favorite song. Uh, you picked my favorite song as well. I too loved Hype Boy um, more yeah. than over over attention and over um, Cookie and Hurt. Um, I feel very similarly uh, about the, the presentation of the different points of view 
Um, I thought that was a cool bit of storytelling. Um, I talked about this with Cammy that they kind of put you into a, a modern teen like television show. Um, Gossip Girl comes to mind. Uh, Riverdale comes to mind. The show on HBO that I will not compare it to because that's a little bit uh, too scary for a lot of people. But you know the one with Zendaya. Um, yeah, a lot of those things very similar. Um, but this one's very uh, PG and fun and bubbly. You know that these kids are uh, you know being kids and they got parents that they have to like call at nine o'clock say I'm on the way home. Um, but with regards to the song, I just really love the the chorus and the choreography. Um, I think that for me kind of pushed it over the edge over attention. I think attention is fantastic i think it's great but there's just something about hype boy where i'm always looking forward to that song and that chorus you know where attention does a nice job of being even throughout the entire song but there's just something a little bit extra a little bit magical with uh hype boy louis what is your favorite release from new jeans this month my favorite release from new jeans is actually attention i really like it and uh the fact that new jeans can just pop off like this as soon as they debuted is kind of scary it's giving me like they see vibes with like as soon as they hit asap and stereotype just all like with just a couple what was it like a couple months in between like it was it's insane but the fact that new jeans came out with this whole entire album it's great i'm really impressed if anything like I'm, I'm newer to K-pop than any other fan that's probably listening. Or um, compared to YouTube, I'm new as hell. Like I started what at the beginning of this year, basically beginning of last year almost. And wow, just the way that they took off is insane. I hope they. What are your thoughts on four music videos being released in two weeks? So essentially, getting the entire mini album. Um, dropping on a dime with no notice um, and kind of in a lot of ways replicating a Western release model, right? Where it's just like, here's the music, no teasers, no build up. Um, how did that work for you, Louis? I think it's kind of like, I mean, personally, I think it's like kind of normal because like I said, I'm newer to K-pop, so I'm not really used to this. I'm, I'm starting to get used to all these like teasers and everything. And then as soon as they dropped like before, uh, it was just, it was kind of crazy at first, but the fact that they did it, I don't, uh, do you know what label they're under? Because I don't know. Uh, Adore, don't... so Umbrella of Big Hit Hype. So. Oh, so uh, like uh, BTS, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mentioned on the show that the, it's very easy to market them as the little sisters of BTS. So yeah, I, I remember that line. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, wow. As, as soon as they, uh, as, actually, I think, I forgot who it was, either Doug or Warren. But um, they're saying it's super easy to market them like that. And the fact that, like, just with that, they're going to get a huge following just from that. And I agree with that completely. And the fact that they did the entire four music videos, I think they're setting themselves up for a standard that they're going to hope that could continue. And obviously with the quality of the music as well. But New Jeans, as they are, they're great. They're amazing. But I really hope they keep up the momentum. Yeah, just it's, it's very much a shock to the system, right? It's just very different, uh, very different approach to what we're used to in K-pop. Uh, but anyway, I did want to get your thoughts on some of the more questionable moments of uh, New Jeans over the past few days, actually, with the release of Cookie. 
Um, yes, a lot of discussion on the main show, a lot of discussion just on the interpretation of lyrics and kind of a cross-cultural um, disconnect. Um, overall, how, how did that you know hit you coming across that news and coming across a lot of the reaction on the internet um, for Cookie? I... I'm a a big component that, like, we can't judge, like, a K-pop group off of, like, Western standards and norms. Because, like, so, like, yes, there's, like, an American connotation for the word cookie. But we don't know how much, like, that went into the making of it. And since it's a song that was produced in Korea for a Korean audit, like, artist... We should just assume that that's not part of it. Because I think assuming that someone would give a group with a 14-year-old in it a song that's anything else is kind of like a yucky feeling. So I'm like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that there this is a song about, you know, the girls giving their music to their fans and like this cookie being like representative of like a treat or a gift like that. Yeah. And Doug did make a good point on the show, right? Kind of uh, drawing a delineation line between intent and perception. So yes, like me, perhaps the intent is to be a little bit more innocent um, and very much based in kind of the Korean cultural perspective of um, these words and phrases. Um, And also the translation, right? The translation is translated in English to make more sense grammatically, but they may not also be direct translations. However, I, I do want to at least call out the fact that those translations are official and that it does really look bad. And the fact that nobody was in the room that was an English speaker or came from like kind of a Western background to say, hey, can we like look out for these lyrics and just like make sure that it's not open to a broad interpretation? I think that was kind of the um, the what's it called uh, the, the misstep in all this right um ultimately i think the song itself sounds great i think it's a really cool song uh, i think the the video it's it's kind of a performance piece um they they danced it really well um and uh, a lot of cool just like you know bright color colorful soundstage settings right so all all pretty cool presentation of cookie uh, just i i i think i lean into the side of please err on the side of caution when you are representing young girls who are 13, 14, 15 years old because the world is a big place and yes, one culture sees it one way, but um, if you are going to cater to a wider audience, specifically the West, you got to be cognizant of how it's all going to play out. Uh, ultimately, um, I, I'm on the side of, I like the way the music sounds. I'm good with that. I may not engage with Cookie, but I would like to know more music from them in the future. And I will definitely be on the lookout because I do really like Attention and Hype Boy a lot. Like, those are freaking great songs. So, yeah, just uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of spice this month from New Jeans. You know, we had the high, we had the low, we had the conflict. Just like, oh, man, it's like everything in K-pop all in the matter of, like, six days. So just, uh, just a whirlwind of stuff. All right, Louis, um, what is your number one song of July in K-pop? Ooh, it was, uh, this is very difficult, especially due to the fact of that my number one was stolen for me under my, under the rug, sweat. But, um, 
Oh my god, because I'm really debating between two right now. Because I had like I had two lined up, but I can't decide. But I guess I'm going to choose uh, Purple Kisses, uh, Nerdy. Mm. Thank you. I love this song. I'm so <laughs> glad we got to talk about this song. Um, what about Purple Kiss and Spooky Girls? Are, are you feeling about this song? The main thing that I'm going off of is the amount of growth that they showed. Because I was, uh, I, I don't want to say I was a Purple Kiss fan, but like I definitely, like whenever I'm listening to music on Spotify, I look over to the uh, people also search for these artists, you know, and I just, you know, click on them. Uh, I found Purple Kiss one day and I listened to all their songs and then um, uh, Zombie came up and I, I really like Zombie. Zombie is a pretty good Purple Kiss song. And then I, and I'm like, what a different, well, not completely different approach, but it's a different approach that they decided. And the course was great. Their singing was phenomenal. And I feel like they could go really far from here. And the, like, hold on. Let, let me, because I always look at these. Uh, but they have, currently they have 502,000 uh, monthly listeners on Spotify. And I feel like that's going to grow. Like, if they keep on, if they release, like, another album with that level of um how can i say quality there you go <laughs> that level of quality that they'll be able to get a million by in two months probably if they release an album like that bunny does purple kiss you know remind you of cosplay enough you know being a little <laughs> horrorcore a little a little fun a little uh, spooky um i doug did say this song could have been great in october I'm good with it here, but also now do a song in October, please. Um, how are you feeling about um, Purple Kiss doubling down into kind of the uh, the weird and and uh, haunted the haunted feel of uh, the music? I I love a, like a strong concept, so I'm really glad that they're like continuing down this road because like I think when especially when you're a K-pop group not from a big three company you have to have kind of a clear trajectory. So when we get a Purple Kiss song, we know that it's going to be like a little bit spooky <laughs> or, you know, have those kind of vibes to it. And that I look forward to. That makes me excited. And I, so I love their concept. I've, <laughs> I've loved it since Zombie. I, I will keep following it probably for many more years. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like Zombie was a nice starting point to kind of push us in this direction. And then they kind of went full cheese into kind of the horror elements yeah. of their song. Um, I do like the strings. I think the strings do give it that horror personality, uh, kind of that energy of um, being chased in a haunted house. Um, is kind of my feel for it, right? Um, they do have a little bit of Mamamoo cheese, but more specific to a like horror concept, right? Like it's a very specific concept, right? You do get the feeling of this is a horror group and song um because of just the way it was put together um shout out to delmonic um on the server um he is a very big mamamoo fan very big purple kiss fan uh we are very big uh nagawan fans um go on uh from produce 48 the center vocalist my not speaking is because I'm trying not to uh, die and simp too hard. So I'm just going to pause and we're going to be good. Um, Louis, your final thoughts on Purple Kiss number one. Um, do you feel like they are doing a nice job carrying on 
uh, the vocal quality that RBW and Mamamoo have uh, built up over the past, uh, over the history of the, of the company? Completely, yes. I I love I love what they're doing right now, and um, I want to say y'all are comparing them to Mamamoo because Mamamoo obviously has great quality. They all have their own solos, which just shows how versatile they are. Especially uh, Hwasa. Hwasa probably has the most solos out of all of them. But um, as long as they get their own, I feel like individuality because Mamamoo is known for being themselves. They have probably the the best K-pop clips with at their award shows. Even it really shows that they are them, you know. And I feel like if they give the opportunity to them, uh, Purple Kiss, I feel like they're gonna be like great. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I do think. I mean, they they are part of the rookie class that came out end of 2019 2020 right so um and this was a, a reflection point for for the crew this month it's just I, I think if new jeans is kind of the end of that timeline we have just seen like a two-year run of like incredibly um powerful and a, a great passing of the baton but baton passing of the torch um to this era of girl groups right especially from the larger companies especially from the well-known companies so um yeah purple kiss going in the right direction um just very well very likable um and unique right i think they are able to separate themselves musically from the other groups all right yes. Um, my number one song. Um, it, it does feel like we, we've covered the entire gamut of, of songs this month. I think we did a nice job of doing that. I, I could do the hipster take. I can, or I can kind of throw uh, a little bit of love to uh, to, to a boy group. I'm kind of caught in between. And I'm caught in between two boy groups. So I mean, you're, you're the hipster take twice. So True. I've already done the hipster take. So I'm going to... I mean, it's new. I just heard it, and I think there's a lot of recency bias, so I'm just going to lean into that. We're going to go with 80s and Gorilla as <laughs> my selection, um, as a top three song for the month of July. Uh, I think this song was super surprising. Uh, I I did watch some of Kingdom, so I did generally know how 80s are as far as performers and their music. I know their music. I don't listen to very many boy groups, but this one exploded off of the first like five seconds of listening to it. Uh, a shock to the system, a lot of bass, uh, but it worked, right? It wasn't like uh, offensive or c- jarring. It was just like, oh, there's, there's a lot of energy here, but it's all like, very controlled. Um, I did like the way that the crew described uh, the screamo rock, kind of the interesting mix there. Um, I got uh, a very operatic feel to it. Uh, I know the the go-to is to compare it to My Chemical Romance, but I do actually feel like there's a lot of My Chemical Romance elements specifically in the chorus uh, and it's very dynamic there um, I don't know the members because there's a lot of them as well but I'm going to try now um, Bunny do you have any experience with 80s can, can you help me out can you hard carry this how did you feel about Gorilla fairly new song but it did come out in July and it surprised the heck out of me wow, what are your thoughts <laughs> um, so I haven't listened to this song yet <laughs> <laughs> I have a little experience with 80s, but in general, um, there are very few boy groups that I get really excited for and, like, chase their comebacks. 80s, kind of since they strayed away from, like, the pirate concept, has kind of fallen out of that list of boy groups for me. But, 
No worries. Well, you know, give it a, tra- a chance. You do have the entire month of August to to sit with this one because I do think this may require the entire month. It's just when I first heard it today, I was just like, oh, that th- this is wow. This is July. All right, cool. I'll talk about it. Hopefully, maybe. Uh, Louis, did you get a chance to check out Gorilla by 80s? I, I actually did. Um, it was super, how can I say, like, it was just so much going on. And I don't know how I would uh, feel about it. I was listening it, listening to it. I showed it to my uh, a girlfriend in the car, and she told me the same thing. It's like, there's so much going on. There's uh, so many, like, things. You know, I wish I saw the music. That's one thing I didn't do. I did not watch the video for this one. But the song in itself, I, because I really like uh, Guy Griff as well, but... Like when you said uh, more bass, I'm I enjoy more bass like uh, like uh, Stray Kids is God's menu. Like that type of bass is great, but I don't know. ATS's uh, bass is it was good, but it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't top three for me. I hey, no worries. This this one it does a lot of crazy things. I will say that, and I think mm-hmm. the shock value enough uh, was enough for me to kind of give it some notice. But I will be curious to see where the song kind of ends up in the next couple of weeks, sitting with it a little bit longer, right? So um, I think, if anything, this song separates itself from a lot of other music. And again, this kind of falls into like we're in the golden age of K-pop in a lot of ways, where just so much variety and so much experimentation and a lot of different directions that, you know, just very unexpected. Um, we didn't even get to talk about J-Hope. Uh, maybe I should have said J-Hope. I apologize because I'm about J-Hope. Um, well, well, let's do some honorable mentions real quick. And I will say J-Hope, um, Moore, and Arson, great songs that pair really well together. I kind of feel like Moore was the title track. Or at least it was presented that way with a, a lot more elaborate of a music video. Um, but Arson, I think, does a nice job of continuing on um, in, in that very grimy, angsty, um, you know, hip-hop rap that the j-hope is going for um louis what are your thoughts on uh j-hope and you know this this flip in genre for him uh, as a soloist i actually really enjoy it it wasn't top three level for me but i actually enjoy songs like that like i can compare them to a couple other um korean rap artists uh i can't think of any off the top of my head right now i need to look through my playlist but i i definitely threw them in there um, he's definitely in my playlist right now for my Korean rap. It was super like cool to know that he can stay away from the BTS stuff. You know, he he has his own identity, especially with um how you, if you compare him to the other members stuff, especially with Suga with uh, Psy, like that one was great. But Arson, it's like. Wow, that's different. I I like that. <laughs> if he could drop more stuff like that, it would be amazing. I I enjoyed stuff like that. He's going through it. Let's put it that way. Um, Bunny, any thoughts on uh, J Hope's um screen uh, emo emo rap phase? Um, is it even emo? It's just like really dark and just like he's got a lot of things to work through. Um, you know his, his growing pains as just as a person. Um, first of all, what did you think? And second of all, did you go through this phase in your life? Um, it actually kind of surprised me. I mean, I saw like because J Hope, like on variety shows and like on interviews and stuff, is such like a loud, like happy personality. So like, it's such a different sound than from what I expect 
a J-Hope solo to be. Um, I liked it all right. <laughs> it's not on my playlist, but I didn't I didn't like actively dislike it. And I absolutely went through an angsty emo phase. I think anybody who likes anime went through an angsty emo phase. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's that's all I got. Um, <laughs> one, one of these days, you'll share all of those stories, and then you'll talk about how going to anime conventions helped you out of that. Um, that moment. I'm just going to continue to bring up anime conventions because you are, you are apparently very famous at those. Um, but Bunny, um, what is, do you have any honorable mentions for for July? Does it need to be one that they mentioned? Uh, no, it could just be something that you enjoyed that was released. Okay, uh, because this is a little bit out there, but. Um, probably one of my top five songs this like month was um high keys run um they're like kind of a little girl group um not the tiniest but <laughs> um it's a okay, really good okay. song Keep it's going. a really Keep... good summer track um <laughs> i don't really expect you guys to know it if you don't know it but um i would kind of put it out there with like an AOA summer track. It kind of gives those vibes. <laughs> I admit, God, you, you're so good at this. Yes. Heike did have a release. Um, I, I will just be completely honest. I missed it, but Delmonic has been telling me to listen to the, to the release for weeks. So, uh, God, yeah, I got to put that on the playlist. Uh, did you catch that song, Louis? I did not actually. Okay. It after this no no worries that's homework god that is homework okay high key got it yeah um i'll swing it back to you louis uh any any honorable mentions for you sir uh my honorable mention has to be 17 actually with the world yes that was my my conflict i was i wanted to talk about 17 or 80s go ahead why do you love this one it was they they did what 17 does you know uh, especially with their, uh, I think their last track was uh, "Darling," and it fit the entire vibe. You know, it like 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 you with the guy members. I can't name every member of Seventeen. There are way too many in Seventeen, but um, this song definitely was good. And the fact that they stuck to their roots was really good for me. And it was catchy. It was pretty catchy. It wasn't sadly it wasn't top five for me. But I definitely have to shoot, like, give this one a shout out because Seventeen, this song was pretty good. I have regrets. I have regrets, guys. My list. I should Seventeen should have been here. My God, one hundred percent. You're right. I do like this sound of Seventeen a little bit more than um, what we got with Hot, Hot, Hot. Yes, S. Coops, we get it. We get your body rolling. Um, I, I know a handful of members, thanks to Nina and Koala, the big 17 fans on the server. Um, Woozy. Woozy's my guy. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's my guy. He's a cool guy. Um, I, I like the fact that it's brighter. Again, retro. It's just like I'm a sucker for retro. Just a little bit of a, a sprinkle of retro. And they do it in a way where it has that 17 brightness. Um, and then shout out to the production team for having the budget to be able to make that stage because that stage is so, so cool. And the fact that they're able to highlight each member right throughout the music video. And they didn't, it didn't seem like they were just giving a member screen time just to give them screen time. It felt very purposeful. Um, Bunny, uh, your, your last words on 17. What are your thoughts on, um, what was it? Underscore world. Is that the title? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always like, a 17 track when it comes out um 
this one I think fell a little bit short from Darling and Hot, but like I, I don't think Seventeen can do wrong. Even like their notorious songs, people I won't I won't name names because I don't want people to get sad, but songs that like generally aren't favorited, like I still like them because I think they have like a charm and there's a reason why they're so big. So Yeah. Um well said. Um you yeah, I have nothing to add because I just don't know boy groups, but I know Seventeen enough to just say that this is this is th- this feels right, right? It feels right, especially for summertime. So, guys, I think we just like knocked out like thirty songs. I don't know how we did that, but good job, <laughs> just teamwork right there. Um, we're gonna quickly go over the Spice King Soju chart for the month. Uh, kind of give some highlights. So at the beginning of the month, we had some carryover from Nyan with Pop getting two crowns. Sadly, did not get the third. A little bit of a, a, you know, I wouldn't say controversy, but just like an expected stall in that momentum, right? And it's just like, yeah, Anita, you had to, you had to be the the one to mess things up. Um, but then we did get Chunga getting the whole spice. Um, Flocka Louie, what are your thoughts on Chunga? Just like. Three weeks in a row, boom, boom, boom. Just like taking all the crowns. Um, and the fact that it, it does feel like two weeks in a row, just like everyone voted for Chunga. Um, just overall thoughts on how that turned out. I mean, I believe it. Chunga's a great artist. I I mean, I'm newer to K-pop, but um, her album, what, what was it called? It's the one with Bicycle on it. That album was great. Chunga really showed herself as an artist. I feel, and this, this song was just great in itself. And I don't know. I just feel like she deserved it. I know I voted for her <laughs> on uh, that week. I know I did. So I don't really have much to say, really. Just I feel like she deserved it, especially off uh, com- comparing to the rest that was on the chart that week. Yeah, just, uh, it just it was one of those really busy parts of the month, but then somehow she kind of pulled it through. Uh, Bunny, any thoughts on just how Chunga was able to be retired and kind of the, the trajectory of uh, the Soji chart for the month? Um, I was I was really glad that she got the Triple Crown. I think it definitely deserved it. Um, she's obviously really talented. I'm sad Nyan didn't, but I'm not so surprised. Um, I love the song, but I, I know that for people who aren't as emotionally invested in her, would <laughs> Uh, feel and um, I don't know I'm just kind of excited to see how things are going to go from here and how I kind of want to know how long new jeans will stay Mm -hmm. in the car yeah I haven't looked at the coming um, releases for the first week of August but it kind of feels like the crew might just retire new jeans attention Right, I mean, it's it just takes the three of them yeah. to vote it number one, and I feel like I don't I don't see um, uh, a song or a group or a release to challenge at the moment, um, especially with just the way that they talked about it so glowingly. So um, it's looking very likely that that's going to happen. All right, um, well, that was this month in Soju Talk music. So many songs. Um, Soju chart was kind of. Not as wild as I would have expected for a month that was so packed full of music, but um, just a lot of great highlights and um, kind of indicative of just more of um, the crew thinking about certain songs a certain kind of way, specifically with Chunga, New Jeans. 
All right, um, uh, we're going to move into kind of a reflection here. So the main show, Doug, Warren, and Anita celebrated episode 200 today. Um, let's start with you, Bunny. You've been around a little bit longer. Um, I know you did catch some of the show. I'm still catching some of the AMA as well. Um, but what are your overall thoughts and feelings about kind of the cruise, kind of big moments, 200 episodes? And um, some of the things that they shared um, in the AMA, the the growing pains. How was that here? How was that for you hearing them sharing those stories from like episode one, episode twenty, um, and then growing from that point? Um, I liked how open they were about like kind of how there they had points where the the podcast wasn't always like something they were looking forward to. Because uh, I think that like. It's easy for us listening to it who get excited every week when the polls go up and like, you know, do that kind of stuff and think like, this is so fun. But, you know, they are putting in a lot of work for it. So I think it definitely made me appreciate, you know, how much effort and work goes into it. And I'm glad that they kind of have hit a stride where they're not feeling so burnt out (laughs) by having to work on it. Um, It was just, I think, getting to do an AMA and like hear them like, answer some of like our questions uh was nice because it, it gave us a second to like get to know them especially for people who hadn't haven't been listening you know since episode one because um i mean i've been here for a little bit now but i definitely haven't been here you know since episode one and i think sometimes you know you need to take a second to kind of get to know the host a little bit more so it was good louis what's it been like for you to kind of come in um, fairly recently, um, but then seeing them get to 200 and it being such uh, a very highly celebrated moment, not just for the crew, but on the server. Um, Warren doing some really cool stuff with the AMA um, channel um, and then just including us, right? It does feel like he, he wants our feedback. Um, how's that experience been for you over the past two weeks? Well, uh, first of all, I want to congratulate all three of them making two episodes lot of dedication and heart to do and I'll definitely hard work but um me being a, like a newer member I kind of like discovered them off of like the, the really long road trip and I don't know I guess I was just thinking about, about this day but I just didn't want to I guess listen to it so I just looked up for a podcast and I found them I think I came I think I came like 190 maybe 187 I don't want to give myself too much you know time because I don't even know which episode specifically I came from. Uh, Bunny, if you're still about being here since episode one, well, congratulations. Wow, that's, that's impressive. No, 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 no. But um, the fact that I definitely congratulations on them. They worked hard to get here. Uh, I can tell by be, even being my recent member, they have their close to the server, especially since like they like say anything in the server at all. Like, Saying it, um, looking at Warren's uh, tour updates through the Discord as well. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like they're doing a really great job of what they're doing, and I hope they go on for 200 more. Yeah, it's such a nice moment for them, right? Because um, a bunny alluded to it, but they did open up a lot about the ups and downs of just doing a show for this long, right? Um, kind of the uh momentum you have when you start the kind of the excitement and newness and then you know you hit uh a lull in the middle um they did show a couple graphics um in the episode um 
when there was a lot of growth and then not so much growth. And I think it coincided a lot with their feelings at the time as well, right? I think there was a drop-off period. And I, I can only imagine, or I'm just making a guess here, that that was also a time when it may have been the hardest for them to do this show, whether that's Doug saying he looked at the numbers maybe a little too much than he should have, or kind of the feeling that covering K-pop was a chore every week. You know, that, that sense of... It no longer being um, something that you want to do, but something you have to do. Uh, I think a lot of that definitely weighs on, it can weigh on anybody, right? But it's really cool that they've kind of come to a place where it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of celebration. And I think there's a lot of self-sustaining mechanisms, whether that's the community, whether that's uh, what Warren has quietly established, kind of the, the, the Google form, I think is a great quality of life change. Um, and... I, I do hope like the best for them to kind of moving forward. I left a question for them. It was um, if you were awarded unlimited resources, what would you do with that money? I like I love their answer. Um, they did mention that um, first thing they would do is they would do a studio show. That that'd be great, and then they would hire people to work on stuff, whether that was like the social media or the recording or the editing. Um, and then I think the the the, the piece of it that like really stuck out to me, it's like they would move the show to Korea. I was like, oh, you would. That's that's amazing. Cause um I, I think us in the West in America, we I'm me personally, I l- would love the idea that here in the States, we could do a show, we could do like we could take a, some studio space, whether that's in LA or New York, and then do a K-pop radio show. But I think the reality of it is being in Korea is probably where you want to be. Um, even if you're not like the super most watched viewed show, I think there's still a larger opportunity for sponsorships there, um, specifically for K-pop. Um, and I didn't think about it until they said it on the show. So, you know, if, you know, if everyone's listening and just like, you know, somehow gets the word out to just, you know, get them money funding, whoever's super rich, whoever's a billionaire who just has a couple hundred thousand dollars to throw at that please do because um i kind of would love that so yeah um money any closing thoughts on 200 episodes just you know how how you feeling um i don't i still really enjoy getting to come into the server and like uh especially when big events are happening like um like Stray Kids concerts or like just like you know getting to interact with the community is really probably one of my favorite things that Soju Talk has established um because I we talked about I I kind of mentioned it in my first episode but I don't have a lot of like local friends that are into K-pop so it gave me a place where like if I'm feeling really strongly (laughs) about a song or if I want to just kind of see how everyone else is doing um with things I have a place to go now um and so i'm super glad that they hit 200 i hope they hit 200 more <laughs> uh and i'm i'm prepared to be here for all the next 200 so yeah same uh louis any any closing sentimental thoughts and feelings for the crew uh, uh i love you guys and i love what you guys are doing you guys are doing an amazing job keep on doing what you're doing we love you yeah, man. Um, it, it's just so nice to have a home base, right? And I think ultimately it's kind of amazing that like a world of people can come together over something 
that's kind of niche um, in a lot of ways. I still feel like as much exposure as K-pop has just in international markets and music industry and entertainment, uh, it's it's the fans like us that kind of make it what it is, uh, kind of give it that energy and momentum. And um, it's just very meaningful that we have a space to to come to that, you know, we generally can can access each other and are, are real people, I think, behind the keyboard and behind the, the text on the screen. So... Um, shout out to you guys too for coming on and and uh, spilling your guts and getting all sappy and emotional for the crew. <laughs> all right, um, let's do a quick closing thoughts. Um, it is August. It's still summer. Um, it's pretty warm today still. Um, let's start with Louis. How are you, sir? How is your summer going? Um, and how, how have you stayed cool? Um, and have you gone to any uh, K-pop things throughout the summertime? I wish, but with my line of work uh, in the military, I don't really get many days off. But uh, there was a little Dreamcatcher event close to me, and I wish I could have gone. I'm so jealous. Dreamcatcher was performing in uh, Anime Matsuri and over there in Houston, Texas, and since I'm over here in Oklahoma, uh, had the chance, but with work and everything, I'm not able to go, but I wish... But um, other than that, I'm just looking at all these other that are being posted and everything. Um, recently, actually this morning, I saw that Alexa posted. She said she was coming to Oklahoma City. So Ooh. I'm really hoping I, uh, maybe it's on a weekend. I can maybe go to that. But uh, other than that, my summer's been pretty. It's just work. I'm just glad to be on my little vacation right now. And then uh, waiting for yeah, that just came out today. Alexa um, is going to tour the the U.S., North America. Um, Oklahoma definitely is a spot. That's where she's from. Hopefully, it'll be a weekend and you can go see her and just like let her know yeah. and let her know you have a, a small little K-pop community that would love to have her as a, as a guest. Doug Warren and Anita, I'm shouting you out. Get Alexa on your show. Um, <laughs> B- Bunny, how you doing? How's summer going for you? Um, it's really good. I like... <laughs> have been lucky i did get to go see stray kids (laughs) this summer so that was a really big moment for me and i spent the like a week afterwards just like watching the videos and like (laughs) listening to the set list on repeat (laughs) but you you i think you had the post post concert blues post concert like just emotional crash i see Mm -hmm. see. yeah I'm lucky to live uh, close enough to Chicago that, like, just driving up for an evening is is pretty reasonable. And, uh, you know, I've got in hypens coming up in the fall, so I've got, I've got a lot of things to look forward to. Life, you know, I just work, come home, anime, D&D, you know, the usual stuff. <laughs> That's right. We gotta talk about D and D at some point eventually. Um, I gotta get Fang Bard and you on the same show. That that's that's happening at some point. I gotta write some stuff. We'll, um, we'll make a K-pop D and D campaign. Oh, that sounds interesting. Oh my god, <laughs> my I've country. I've won one before. So <laughs> what is happening right now? Wow. <sighs> I've only played D and D like twice ever. <laughs> so. Uh, Bunny, you're just full of surprises every single time. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, jeez. I don't know where to go with that. Besides, uh, concerts are amazing. It's great. Uh, Louis, <laughs> seriously, I hope you get to see Alexa. I hope she just like puts a date or just like, yes, I can make it. 
Um, for me, I got about 16 days until I head out to KCON LA. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I just have the concert tickets for Saturday and Sunday. Shout out to uh, Reach on the server. He helped me get the Sunday ticket. Um, yeah. Um, I think we're, we're, we're trying to plan and figure out Korean barbecue on either Saturday or Sunday night. Um, we've got a couple other folks on the server who are going to be in the area. Head in the Clouds is also that same weekend in L.A., so just a lot of people in LA that weekend. So we're going to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think just overall, um, that, that's my big thing to look for, out for. Um, well, I, I just look at the date and I just realized it is Wednesday, meaning that tomorrow, Thursday, October 4th, August 4th, sorry, um, Luna is in San Francisco. I am seeing oh. Luna tomorrow night. This time tomorrow, I will be seeing Luna. <laughs> <laughs> life is just so busy i don't I, I would have gotten the notification on my phone because i have it on my calendar but otherwise i just blanked out right now but yeah i i got I, I took the half day tomorrow to uh to go see them so by the time you're listening to this i'm either in line to get in or it'll be the next day or whatever day it is that you listen to this then i will be <laughs> trying to recover from uh from seeing them and telling eve just how much i love her <laughs> all right guys um bunny louie thank you guys for coming on i feel like we we're just so efficient today we we're just like in and out of everything um you guys are incredible it's amazing i'm so glad you guys came on um any final things um bunny you want to say to the community or just like being on the show your thoughts or feelings <laughs> well it was fun to be back on and i definitely like getting to you know, give my thoughts, even though I didn't know every single song that was brought up. Just <laughs> Sorry, one miss. just one miss. It's fine. It's fine. It happens. But it was fun, and I am. I'm just really excited to to see the episode when it comes up, and I'll probably listen to it like a hundred times. <laughs> that means a lot. Thank you, um, Louis. Uh, final thoughts: just how you feeling, and community, and that's everything. I also feel the same way. I actually also had one miss with the song you brought up, Bunny. <laughs> but uh, I know the. I'm also really happy to be on it. And that one episode I was on before this, I also listened to it like not a hundred times, but about like five times. I was. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but uh, I was so excited. Um, and I'd love it if I, you know, I can come on again. Maybe I can. Throw some more newer knowledge on this. I'm not too experienced, but uh, I really hope uh, you really have fun at Cake on everything. I really want to go, but next year, next year's my year. Next year's my year. Next year's your year. That's yeah. The year. Calling it now, 2023. Um, No, definitely we'll have both of you on again because just just a a joy, just a pleasant experience and time to talk to you guys. Um, and it has been a minute since since I've had both of you on, so I think it it just it was a good time. I, I looked at the calendar, I was like, who, who haven't I talked to in a long time? And let's just let's bring them all together and just like figure it out. And um, it worked out well. So I'm so happy to have you guys. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that does it. Kind of a a really efficient episode today. Um, let's sign out. Thank you everyone for listening to the soju talk nation podcast episode 50 subscribe on youtube follow on spotify apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and continue the conversation on the soju talk k-pop podcast discord 
This has been the Soju Talk Nation for Bunny, Bunny Ooze, and Flocko Louie. This has been... Oh, this is Crispy. And this has been the Soju Talk Nation. Bye.